Welcome to the very first episode of Traveling Clements. I'm John Clements, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Courtney Dirk Hello. <laughs> and uh, so for this show, um, you know, we tend to travel to different places. Um, often. Often, often. And we want to share those experiences with all you folks out there. I bump my mic a little bit. And... Um, so, I mean, well, it's not just it's not just a travel podcast. It's we're newlyweds, recently married in October of 2018. Mm. Um, going on 5 years together. So, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of traveling, so to speak, and um that's kind of what it's going to be about. It's going to be not only about our travels uh, across the country, across the world, but also our travels as a married couple and what kind of real issues couples face and and things like that. And, you know, kind of basic. <laughs> so uh, for this very first episode of the show, we thought it'd be a cool idea to um, talk a bit about our... Countdown top- of top five favorite places we've ever visited yeah now we're not gonna go and we're gonna talk a bit about each place um we're not gonna go super duper extensive because we do want to kind of um have do standalone episodes on a lot of these places where we you know, we want to go more into more even more detail about like like what we love about the trip and 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 all that places stuff. to visit and sightsee uh, and our recommendations of foods to try and drinks to drink and yeah pictures yeah, to take yeah so um <laughs> but we just thought this would be kind of like a fun little introductory thing to kind of uh you know give you guys an idea of what to expect in future episodes of the show yeah and also allow us to relive our favorite vacations which is something we do every single weekend when we wake up and it's 10 degrees out and we have an entire house to clean yes because so <laughs> Because Jersey sucks in the winter. We're yes. from New Jersey, by the way. In case it does. New Jersey is the armpit of the United States. I don't know who said that, but they coined it accurately. It's terrible. Hence why we travel so much. We just try to get out of New Jersey. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the, 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 New, the New Jersey being America's armpit. I I want to say that might have been a like a John Stewart joke from back in the day. I do remember him having a joke about Florida being America's penis. I like Florida, though. Disney World. Disney. <laughs> One of, if not our absolute most favorite place that we've ever been to is Disney World. Yes. Um, I'm sure we will talk at length about that at some point. But without further... Little tongue-tied here. Without further... Without further ado, we're yeah. going to just jump right into it and talk about our top five pla- top five places that we've ever visited. Um, what do you say? No particular order? Yeah, no particular order. Let's have fun right. with it. No particular order. So, let's see. I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, even though we said no particular order, I'm going to put Salem in the in the five slots. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Salem, Massachusetts really interesting place um incredibly creepy and spooky especially considering the history of it yeah very very eerie place and now um we now i mean the the busy season for salem is usually about october of course Um, halloween yeah halloween very spooky and stuff like that um 
for us, we went in the off season. We just went. Um, it was very random. It was, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we decided to just do like a spur of the moment, like weekend trip, and and go up there. And uh, we went in. We went in February, and I know it was February because I just saw um, come across on Facebook for like the Facebook memories. I think it was that was three years ago. We went up there. Yeah, it was one of the first trips that we had taken, and I think that was the very beginning when you and I were like. We really want to travel, but we don't want to take a week-long vacation somewhere and run the risk of it being someplace that we didn't like or anything. So we decided that we were going to do weekend trips, Yeah, um, which kind of got us on this whole kick of just going on weekend trips continually. Yeah. Um, and we just decided – we originally were talking about going to Virginia, but then we were like – Uh, It's going to be too cold to go to Virginia. There's really nothing to do because it's all outside and all that kind of stuff. So so instead of driving south to Virginia (laughs) where it'll be warmer, we decided to drive up north to Salem, Massachusetts, where it was probably even colder than it was in New Jersey. Yep. In the first week in February. Yeah. But, um, you know, outside of the drive, which was like five and a half hours and kind of terrible because it's a five and a half hour car drive yeah, on a highway. Yeah, yeah, um, the second you kind of drive into Salem, you just there's just this eerie feeling like the environment and the mood completely changes the second you go in. And I don't know if that's psychological, like when you're going into Salem, you're like, oh, hocus pocus. And, you know, Bette Miller's going to pop out of like a window somewhere and you just automatically get scared <laughs> but it just has a very ominous feeling to it and you would think like going to Salem that there would be um like just people who live there and it's just an ordinary town that just happens to not have tourists I mean there's people who live in Salem but yeah like there's really no life there there's no businesses I mean there's businesses but there's not like malls or or like shopping centers or anything like that it's just this very quaint um town that just has a bunch of cemeteries and gothic churches and bookstores and it's just it's very eerie like it's a very desolate place yeah it's it's just it's very yeah i mean like i think you kind of put it best like this is kind of odd like almost like ominous vibe to the place like okay so um we stayed at the hawthorne hotel which is haunted which is legit haunted which is legit haunted um and kind of looks like it was the inspiration for the shining even though oh yeah, that's the, not the case yeah, it some, is very shiny oh yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, some of those hallways you're you're expecting the two little girls to be like standing at the end going come play with us yeah, but very um, creepy but anyway, uh, so we pulled into Salem at night when we when it was we actually like six, probably six o'clock that we arrived. Um, I don't think it was any later because there were restaurants still open. Yeah, it was, when we went yeah, to dinner. Yeah, but it was definitely dark out, which I mean, I guess uh, that would make sense. It'd be dark out at six, and across the way from the Hawthorne Hotel, it's the the Salem Witch Trial Museum, which is oh yeah, the Salem Witch Museum. Yeah. Which I I mean just the the inside is already scary enough, which that's that's a whole other bag of worms I won't get into right now. Um but at night, like the, the, the outside of the building is very dark and they light it up with these red windows. So like it just it looks like so you're at the Hawthorne Hotel, which is already legit haunted, 
And then right across the way, you're looking at basically what looks like Satan's house, like across the street from the Hawthorne Hotel, because it's just black with these like glowing red windows. It's the scariest thing, like, yeah. It's oh, my v- God. It's very creepy. And like the thing that I I mean, I love paranormal stuff, but I don't like to be involved in it. But I can appreciate it from a distance. Oh, yeah. Ghost shows are awesome. But when you don't exactly want those ghost shows. I don't want to be in the ghost show. But when you what I liked when you walked into the Hawthorne, it felt like you just stepped out of the 1940s. Like everything has that kind of old musky smell and, and very ornate flowers. And there is someone behind a desk and you ring a bell. And and, you know, there's just this very old rickety elevator and and everything's just the patterns and the designs and everything just adds to this environment that you really just took a step back in time um yeah and i really liked that because the hotel has a ton of character and it has a ton of charm oh yeah um yeah it's it's not like yeah it's not like staying at like a like a like a ramada inn yeah um it has a lot of character but we were one of four people staying in the entire hotel i believe Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot there was, there was like nobody staying there when we were staying there. And um, we actually we actually got a um, we actually our room actually got upgraded because they're like, we don't have anybody staying here. So because I think we originally didn't have a room that was facing a window or something like that. Like we might have been like a center room or something. Like that. And they, they moved us to. Um, a room with a view or something like that because I, I remember we got up I remember we showed up at the hotel and they're like oh hey since we don't have anybody staying here like you, you it's you and like one other couple staying here for the weekend or something like that so like we're just gonna go ahead and upgrade your room for you yeah and we'll go into the story once we actually break down Salem and our experience at the Hawthorne and everything like that yeah. but we did not stay on the haunted floor we personally requested <laughs> we're like do not put us on the haunted floor which I believe is the fourth floor and yet I still had a paranormal ex- paranormal experience two nights in a row worst night's sleep of my life I slept like a baby so. yeah he slept like a baby I was absolutely petrified and definitely in contact with ghosts that night but um outside of that Salem was just really cool it was I I'm a history buff so being able to go to some place that has this actual concrete history and I mean even though it's awful and tragic and and absolutely horrific yeah it's 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 a really fascinating chapter in american history that be able to go there and check out and and also i mean you talk about history i mean not only do you have all the stuff the salem witch trials which is like all all over salem um but nathaniel hawthorne yeah nathaniel hawthorne and the house of the seven gables is there too yeah because it's because salem is hawthorne's birthplace so you're able to tour where he was actually born and see his personal items and personal writings of his and 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 that's just really cool i really like places where they embrace what their history is yeah and and like yeah and what's cool about that is that like you know for for those of you listening that aren't familiar with nathaniel hawthorne he wrote a book called House of the Seven Gables and like the House of the Seven Gables is actually based off of the house that he like grew up in. Yeah, it's and, based and, off and, his like actual life. And when and when you go and when you go and tour the property like they you know you actually go through the actual House of the Seven Gables and they'll actually they actually break down for you and like tell you like 
like how like I remember them they had like a little model and like actually broke it down for everybody as to like like here's how the house has seven gables and it's this this and I, I forget exactly how how it's laid out but it was it was a really neat little tour too like it, it was a nice little break from all the Salem witch stuff too because I mean the Salem witch stuff is all over Salem like all over Salem yeah I mean and it's cool because you get to tour like cemeteries and see people like the judges of the Salem witch trials are you can see their tombstones and people who were involved in it you can visit you know where where people were hanged and and all this different kind of stuff and you know even though it's not something that you want to go up and be like hey let me take a picture of that that's so cool yeah it's it's fascinating being able to stand someplace where so much history and unfortunately so much tragedy happens yeah and it's just it's a really interesting place and very historical and and i would love to visit during the actual busy time in october because the place is creepy and very sinister and i can only imagine that that is intensified in october and i desperately want to go yeah um yeah, exactly. I, w- I would love to go check that out Halloween sometime. So. So that's Salem. So that's Salem. Salem like, was cool. And, and that. And we'll go into more. And, and as we said before, like we'll go into more detail. Like once we actually start breaking these down into like individual episodes and stuff, um, we kind of just want to give you a nice little primer on each of these. And I think the reason why I chose Salem as our top five is because Salem is really what kicked off our love of travel. Yeah. Because before that, it was. Um, like we'd gone to Disney World once already. Yeah. And and that's great. And we'll get into that because that's our favorite place. Um, you know, we did a weekend in the Poconos, which was very local. And that was really it. We usually yeah. just kind of did little weekends, you know, like day trips to Longwood Gardens or trying out a different restaurant or yeah. things like that. And Salem was really our first new trip that somewhere that was brand new territory for both of us and, and very uncharted and kind of set off the whole motion of the weekend trip which speaking of weekend trips let's dive right into las vegas vegas love vegas vegas was awesome so quick little background on why we traveled to vegas for Um, one day (laughs) for one day um so for courtney's birthday this year um i wanted to do something pretty big for um and not that it was a big birthday. 28 is not a big birthday. No, but um, it was it was a bit of an emotional year. Um, is it okay if I go into that? Absolutely. Um, because uh, going on two years now, uh, Courtney lost her mom. And then as we were getting ready for the wedding, um, everything was just it, it was, was it was it was a, it was a lot. It was upsetting. It was naturally upsetting. I mean, losing a a parent is tragic and terrible enough as is, let alone losing a parent who's a best friend. Yeah. Um, Losing them to cancer and then losing them unexpectedly. Um, You know, when you're just 26, that's a lot to process and handle. And, you know, your life isn't started at 26. It's really just kind of blossoming. And there were many moments that I was anticipating my mom would be a part of. And... Our wedding was one of them, and the fact that I had to kind of transition right from adjusting to life without her to being a bride and having to go through that whole wedding process, and and it's all traditional. It's, you know, looking for a dress, oh, mother of the bride, and flowers, mother of the bride, and photographs, yeah. mother of the bride, and invitations, you know, 
putting my dad's name only. I mean, it was just very difficult. So I was not the easiest person to be around, understandably so. Um, You know, and that was kind of why, and she died on the 28th. So me turning 28, as stupid as that sounds, like I really hate the number 28 because it's just such a sad reminder. And um, the night of my birthday, I was like, you know what? I want to make 28 a year where nothing but positives happen and a lot of good things happen. And that's kind of the inspiration for my weekend in uh, Vegas for my birthday. Yeah. So, um, like I said, for um, because of all that, I, I, you know, I wanted to do something big for her birthday this year. Um, she's also a huge fan of Cher. Love Cher. Her, she's the queen, yeah. icon, legend for the past six decades. Yeah, very amazing. Love yeah. Cher. Sorry, like favorite tangent. favorite singer. Um, we've uh, just on a little side tangent here. We've now seen her three times, coming up on four. Yes, love um, it. I will see her twenty-five times. I will see her every single time she performs somewhere because amazing. Um, and Cher. For I mean, I, for for a few years now, is like off and on had a residency in Las Vegas, um, and she had some Las Vegas dates. And Courtney, being a big fan of Cher, I decided to get her tickets to go see Cher in Las Vegas, and we made a we made a weekend out of it. I mean, it was basically I mean, well, it was a day trip because. <laughs> You know, we even even like though it was, even it was Friday Friday night. Night. even it was technically a quote unquote weekend trip uh, of the three days, two of those days were 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 travel days because we were flying from uh, we flew out of Philly to Vegas. We were there in Vegas for a day, and then we took a early flight from Vegas back to Philly. Yeah, but outside so. of that, um, we stayed at. Park MGM. Park MGM, which is which, the same hotel that she performed in. Same hotel, so it was very convenient. Yeah. Um, gorgeous hotel. I mean, there's yeah. probably not one hotel on the Vegas Strip that you can be like, eh, I've seen better. Like, no. They are all, like, the the hotel next to the hotel you're staying at is even better than the one you're staying at. And the one you're staying at is already amazing. Yeah, like, if you're staying at, at one of the hotels that are actually on the Strip, like, there's no there's no ratty hotels. Like, you're not, you're not staying in some, like, shady motel or something like that, which, I mean, th- there are those when you go off the Strip. Um, not that we really went off the Strip at all, but the, the, the hotels on the Strip are, are all just, like, I... You just walking by the outside of them, you're like you're 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 dumbfounded by how nice those hotels are. Yeah, like New York, New York was a hotel that was next to ours and have like an actual New York City skyline and a roller coaster at the top of the skyline. Yeah. and and you have like, um, just just amazing. Like you just go there and the second you land, first of all, Vegas doesn't go to sleep. Period. So you can land at. 9.30 in the morning, and you can land at 9.30 at night, and it's just as busy. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, our flight came in probably around 11, 11.30, and yeah. just driving to the hotel was absolutely beautiful. Like, you're just seeing all these lights and, and music, and it's just oh, beautiful. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Like, just being able to, you know, call a cab and, and ride, like, as you're going, because the, the the airport is kind of like out on like the outskirts of the city, it's about that, like twenty minutes from your hotel, probably. Yeah. So like as you're so like as you're 
in the the taxi like going to your hotel you're just like the closer and closer you get you're seeing like you're seeing more and more billboards for all the shows at the different hotels and then you're seeing all the the more and more of the lights and then you finally hit the strip and you're just like whoa like it's almost sensory overload like especially if you show up at night like during the day like there's a lot going on it's not too bad but like at night with when everything's all lit up and and you got traffic going on stuff like that i mean it's it's just it's 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 definitely a sight to behold like it is really it is it's if especially if you're not used to it i mean like you and i go to new york often and new york is beautiful at night but vegas doesn't it's like a completely different world and environment it's it's just awesome it's it's the 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 strip at night is like it's basically it's like Times square times 20 i mean it's just in terms of just like yeah how much of a sensory overload it is and then um so we get to our hotel and beautiful hotel but immediately went to sleep because jet lagged worked all day (laughs) exhausted oh yeah yeah that was the other thing too like we we both worked all day and then oh funny because i i i work in philly so like like worked all day i drove from philly uh we grabbed our suitcases picked up courtney drove to the airport back in philly um and then caught our flight and then yeah, it was uh, how long of a flight was that? Was like what, like a five hour flight or something? Yeah, it's about like five, five and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, and it was and it was it was a straight through flight, so there's no we don't have to worry about connecting flight or anything like that. Yeah, but um, you know, the next morning, um, because the concert started, I think around eight o'clock, so yeah. you figure you're gonna go back to your room around seven, get ready, and and yeah. head down, and um, we got an early start, probably out of the hotel by around nine thirty, and um. You know, weather weather was nice. It's not Florida level warm, but definitely you don't need a jacket. So like it was perfect weather, yeah. um, which was nice because it was the middle of November and I'm starting to get cold here. So yeah. being able to just kind of be in the warm weather and, and see palm trees is relaxing in, you know, in of itself. Yeah. Um, and there's really just a... I mean, first off, you get to see, like, topless women as you're walking around. So that's something that's out of the norm. Yeah, well, so <laughs> here's the thing. These big, feathered, and glitzy, glamorous, hot, like, women just walking oh, around shirtless. Yeah, well, not only do you have the, top, the, the topless, like, showgirls, like, standing around, stuff like that, but... Um, Elvis for, impersonators. Well, no, I... I well, there's that too, but um, ton of Elvis impersonators. But like one one thing you, you got to make note of is in Nevada, the state of Nevada, prostitution is prostitution legal. is legal. So as you're walking down the strip, there is literally constantly trucks with like these billboards of, of like, like want to get laid uh, tonight? Call us. Yeah, of just like <laughs> like literally like like uh, like just pictures of these like naked women with like a one eight hundred number on them of just like hey like call up if you're looking for a good time kind of thing and it's just it's the weirdest fucking thing it like, is. like it's definitely kind of culture shock because i mean we're kind of conservative and straight laced and yeah you know i only walk out of the house topless like once a month so it's definitely <laughs> outside of my realm of comfort that's only accidental only accidental but um <laughs> you know i mean that like there's just you can smell pot and and prostitution well you can't smell the prostitution but you can you can smell the pot you can see the prostitution like all this different kind of stuff yeah it's very it's it's very like weird um but it's just vegas like it's just kind of cool and it just kind of works yeah and you don't really 
get upset by it or, or yeah. think anything of it. You're just yeah, like, was, yeah, that's Vegas. Honestly, after you see, like, the first, like, like topless women or so, or, like, the first one of those, like, little, like, drive-by billboard things I'm talking about, like, you, you kind of just, you're just like, yeah, well... All like right, what Vegas, happens like in you, Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, like you kind of just accept it as as a, a matter of fact. I mean, like you know, if you're, you know, if you're easily offended by that kind of thing, like Vegas might might not, not be, be your ideal you, vacation. But, you know. but um, but it was really cool. I mean, we stopped at the Bellagio, which um, beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just outside the Bellagio was just gorgeous. Yeah. And then we... All those hotels are gorgeous. All of the hotels are beautiful. And we walked pretty much the entire strip, I would say. We walked, I mean, at, at least like three quarters of it. Yeah, um, ended because... at the Venetian to take a uh, little... Gondola ride. Gondola ride, which um, is not as exciting as you would think it is. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> see when, when we went, I think they had part of it like it was partially under construction like i think there's like a gondola ride that goes through like a much there more is elaborate one that thing. goes through the hotel um of course when we went it was under construction but they were still giving the gondola rides but it was like just in like the one pool so like i forget how much they charge for a gondola ride but like you're like they basically like you're basically paying them to have a guy like take you in like a circle for like 10 minutes yeah and then bring for you like back eight around. minutes but um but I mean, it's it, it's cool. That's like a quintessential. Like when I think Vegas, I think gondola ride. Yeah. And so being able to do that, and and like he sings Italian music, and then he ended up singing "Believe" by Cher because he was like, "What are you doing tonight?" And I said, "Cher." Um. So that was, I mean, that was cool. Just being able to do that, and then we went to um, Paris, which is incredible. I mean, you want about a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did pretty well in the casino there. I lost a hundred dollars, so good thing he won a hundred dollars. But um, yeah. Well, then, then I did. I did take that hundred dollar, and was, was just like, oh, let me let me try my luck here, and I think I end up burning through that hundred that I won. So in like <laughs> kind of came in out like the watch, two you know? minutes. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, I got a little greedy on that one. I should just take my take my money and walked. Yeah, but but Paris was cool. I mean, you're not. I mean. Not only are you like in a Paris themed hotel, which is just kind of cool as is, but you know, there's the options for gambling are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we climbed up into the Eiffel Tower, um, oh, which God. takes you 400 feet, um, high in the observation deck. And yeah. you can, you can literally just see like the mountain ranges in Vegas, and it's everything is just brown. Like outside of the strip, you just look out and everything's just brown and and desert and just a very different terrain than what you're used to. Um, I mean, we'll get more into the Eiffel Tower, but that was that was an experience. I like always wanted to do that um, because I can't visit real Paris as of yet. Yeah. Um, So being able to do that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's we ended up going zip lining. Yeah. Which we'll get into that. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Amazing experience going zip lining. Absolutely terrifying. There's like a split second when you're up there and you're like, wow, this is gorgeous. I, look how far I can see. And oh, then yeah. reality sets in that you're like, I'm going to die like in Vegas on vacation before I go to a share concert. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. As somebody who's like petrified of heights, zip lining wasn't exactly fun for me. There was like, there was definitely like a, okay, I'm going to try to face my fear. And then like, you're out like as somebody who's afraid of heights and like being 
out in the middle of the line, like, there's just that, like, thought that, like, kind of just, like, comes into your brain of, like, why am I doing this? Yeah, like, you (laughs) sign up for it, you pay for it, and you're like, wow, that's great, I'm good, and then you are just, like, taking this, like, rickety elevator all the way up, and you're like, oh, I'm high, and then it just continues to go higher, and you're like, oh, my God, I... I wasn't scared of heights before I came in, but now I certainly am. But what helped me were there were two older women in like their 70s next to us. Yeah. I forgot about them. Who were ziplining. And I'm like, okay, if granny can can do a zipline, me as a thriving 28-year-old can can zipline. We met with them afterward and we, the four of us agreed never again. But amazing experience. Glad we did it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Vegas is just, it's a very fun environment. And if you go there without restrictions and you're just there like, I want to gamble and I want to eat good food and I want to have a couple beverages. And it's really the place that you just want to let loose. And that's really what that weekend was about. It wasn't, Oh yeah. it wasn't, you know, all right, let's go crazy and blow all of our money. But I mean, which you can easily do in Vegas. Oh yeah. But it's it's just a very fun place that you I mean what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas I mean I hate to sound so cliched about that but like you can literally do anything oh yeah and there's I mean they have a drive through funeral parlor which I want to visit next time we go to Vegas yeah that's, a, that's weird so I might kill you just so I can do that <laughs> okay well if you, folks if you're out there and you find me dead <laughs> you know who did it she already confessed to it but yeah, Vegas was cool. It was just fun and it opened us up to a lot of new experiences like zip lining and and traveling to the West Coast, which um was our second time traveling to the West Coast. Yeah, so I guess this is gonna segue into number three. Well, our third one because we're doing this in no particular order. Portland, Portland. <laughs> Love Portland. Love so Portland. fun fact. We love the show Portlandia that was yes. on IFC for seven seasons, yes. and we miss it desperately. Yes. Um, amazing friend show. Friend Carrie, you rock. What? I said friend Carrie, you rock. Not yes. that they're listening to this right now, but if they are. If you are, we're big fans. Call us. But um, love the show. And after watching it for so many seasons, you know, they kind of paint Portland as this, like, very hipster-centric, vegan-loving, artistic hub of the West Coast and just made it seem really interesting to visit. So one day, actually, we're coming up on a year since we did that trip. Um, Yeah, because it was first week in March last year. It was the first week in March that we went, and um, which is still a beautiful time to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were just very spontaneous about it and like, let's just book a trip to Portland and and just go. Flight is about, what, seven or eight hours? It's a long flight to get there. Yeah, well, we also had, like, connecting flights and stuff, too. We had um, connecting flights. We were I, stuck I, I in think Chicago. If we, I, like, I think we had, I don't think we could find straight through flights at the time, so I think we had to do connecting flights through Chicago. Um, I, I feel like if it, we did, like, a straight through flight, it probably would have been as long as Vegas, but we, we ended up having connecting flights to and from, um, well, no, because it was, Going there was through Chicago. And then coming back, it was Denver. Yeah, that's right. It was Denver coming back. But anyway, I mean, flights don't matter. But um, 
we ended up taking the best nap of our lives after that flight because it, we were so jet lagged from that flight. I think we slept for like 14 hours. Yeah. That was the best sleep yeah, I've ever had. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was like we landed and we get the rental car. We go check in the hotel and we're like, all right, like, well, let, maybe we should go try driving around Portland for a little bit to like check it out. And like we just tried just driving around but we didn't really know what to look for because we were both we were so tired we're just like we don't know so we turned around and went back to the hotel and we're just like all right well you know we'll, we'll take a nap and freshen up we're both exhausted you know we're incredibly jet lag from all the flying and stuff like that and yeah like like you said like i mean i think we fell asleep at like we woke up at like 3 a.m. fully like ready to tackle our day and nothing opens until oh, no, like 10 a.m. Oh, no, it was it was later than that because we, we fell asleep at like two o'clock in the afternoon, woke up at like 6 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it was like legit like it was the longest sleep I've ever had. It was the longest sleep. I'm the best. I mean, I, I've never felt so refreshed after but sleeping in my life. Anyway, my God. anyway, um. You shouldn't mention that you are visiting Portland solely because you like the show Portlandia. Oh yeah, because we we got there and we were like, oh, let's do sights like Portlandia sightseeing, and then like we're like googling stuff to figure out like where stuff is at in the city, and like we're reading about like basically like the city of Portland from what we read is kind of hostile towards people that are like, oh, I saw this place on Portlandia. They don't like tourists. They're very, this is where I'm from, which is probably not true because the majority of people who live in Portland, like, travel to Portland. Yeah. Like, no one's really from Portland. Yeah, like, yeah, it's funny. Like, there's a, there's, uh, there's a joke on Portlandia where I think, I think Fred says it. He, and he's like, or no, it's either it's either Fred or Carrie that says, it, and they're like, you know, oh, you know, most most people that are from Portland are from Portland or originally from Brooklyn or something like that. Like it's like yeah, like and it's it's kind of true because so many people move to Portland and and for right reason because it's it's really it should be its own country. Like it's not even it's not even a part of the United States. Oh yeah, like it is so like you're just driving around and you're seeing these houses and these houses have statues coming off of like actually coming off of the houses or big murals of suns and 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 you know faces like just painted on the front of their house and and weird architecture and it's just incredible and it has this very it's a hipster town one thousand percent it is a very very it is cool town though i mean very cool very trendy and and um they when we went it was actually the opening weekends of um portland's saturday market oh yeah um which is like this huge craft show that they have every single weekend and there's all these vendors who um are selling artwork and and handmade soaps and jerky and caramels and, and all this different kind of stuff and and uh we actually had gnomes that resemble us um from that craft show someone made like carved like sculpted us into gnomes yeah like we like 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 imagine you know you, you've seen probably in like places, if you're places sitting down like, for like, like a caricature yeah like, only so, it's so, a gnome yeah yeah exactly if you're sitting down for a caricature caricature but like instead of you know somebody sitting there like drawing like a cartoon of you know you on a surfboard it's like a guy with 
with clay like like molding, and they, molding and they your look face like you and when they're done yeah like i mean he has to mail them to you because they have to like glaze and set and all this different yeah, kind of stuff yeah because he has to bake them in the oven and stuff like but, that. but um but like that's the kind of stuff you run in run into in portland and um a lot of really cool artwork out there yeah amazing artwork a ton of coffee houses yeah. it's actually nicknamed coffee town um because there's i mean and not really Starbucks. I mean, there's Starbucks there, but it's all these really interesting cafes like Fuse and um, Red E. And like you go in and there's all Red these e amazing cool. pieces of art and the lattes all have latte art. And and they're not like, oh, I'm just going to have a regular latte. It's a lavender latte and a spiced orange latte. And it's just everything is just a little bit extra. That's what I liked about Portland. Yeah. Everything that you like as is they add their own twist onto it and that's really what sets the town apart from anywhere else in the world that i've ever been and Uh, it's like i want to move there i love it there yeah like everything is homegrown there and it's everything in in like the best way i mean everything you know i mean going back to that saturday market it's like yeah you've got the the lawn gnome guy but there's people selling food there there's um you know people selling like that like make their own soaps and sell it there i never was someone who was into handmade soaps and after traveling to portland all i all i use are handmade soaps yeah like, <laughs> like um, it's just has that of once you visit portland like it kind of it like overtakes you kind of like venom and spider-man like you just somehow like the more often you visit the more you're gonna just kind of like morph into like a port portlander <laughs> yeah it's just it's just it's a really really cool unique city like it's really kind of hard to explain um yeah and and the thing that i liked about that trip is you kind of got the best of everything you had the really trendiness of portland and then you had the beauty of oregon oh yeah you know what i mean and being able to see mountains and and trees and and um you know the the ocean and, and go into the pacific ocean and be able to drive your car onto the beach and you know that's not stuff you can do on the east coast i oh, mean yeah. i can't drive i can't drive my nissan onto you know the property at atlantic city like i'll be arrested you can't <laughs> like i'll be arrested and then like run someone so over in, is, in the process <laughs> like what, you, what you're saying is you can it's just not i elite. can but i won't no um so there's just there's no opportunity to do that over over here so for us even something as simple as people just driving their car down onto the beach and flying kites and like yeah. sitting out on the rocks i mean actually in the water and seeing seals and it's just really incredible like you really oregon has this blend of art and culture and and personality and just beauty yeah i mean it's not a polluted city i mean over here you know like you don't know what a star looks like if you live over here whereas there it's just Everything is organic, and that's from nature to the kind of foods that you eat and the people that you talk to, and and everyone was really nice. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I kind of got the vibe that people were – like, everyone kept being very surprised that we just decided to visit Portland because we got that a few times. It's like, yeah. well, why did you visit Portland? And yeah. um, 
We were we were too scared to mention that we're big fans of Portlandia, so we were just like, oh, we well, were like, you know oh, what? We heard of we it. We love to travel, so we decided to just check this place out. We didn't want to. We you know we felt weird being like, oh, we're big fans of Portlandia, and we wanted to come and check out the city, be tourists. But but I mean, I'm really glad that we did go because we were such a fan of that of that show, which is not the only town we traveled to because of a show. No. Teaser for a later episode. Dunder Mifflin. But, uh, um, you know, I'm really glad that we went because we were introduced to a culture and a way of living that actually really matches what we do. I mean, everything is very, um, you know, like we're into thrift stores and we're into abstract art and we're into, you know, kind of the weird and obscure and you come into our house and nothing matches and and it just has a lot of boldness and personality and that's that's portland and it's just incredible if you ever get the opportunity to go to to go to oregon in general you have to travel to portland it's just it, it just has so much character yeah and i mean we'll uh you know and we'll go into more detail about portland later but you know we we don't have enough good things to say about it i mean it's just or, or I shouldn't say that. That meant <laughs> that that implies we have bad things to say about Portland. Um, <laughs> what I meant to say was like we just we 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 can't say enough good things about Portland. I mean that we just we just love it. I mean we we constantly talk about like what like part of the reason why we're we're doing this particular episode. Um, one, I mean outside of just having a nice little like introduction for you folks out there listening to this, um. This is actually a conversation that we have constantly of like, where are like the top five places that we've traveled to? And like, whenever we visit a new place, like, at, you know, we'll, we'll see if like those rankings shift at all. And they have to a certain extent. Yeah. But Portland consistently remains on in the top five, if not sometimes at, at the number one spot most often. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, if, if it's not number one, it's usually a close number two. Yeah, the only reason it got bumped down was because of our honeymoon. Yes. Which leads us into number two, which is Walt Disney World. Yes. All right, like, let's talk about it. Walt yeah. Disney World. It so, is the happiest place on earth. All right, so so real talk here. Like, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that, you know, hear us saying, oh, Walt Disney World. And they're it's gonna, like, oh, how generic is that? Yeah, Walt they're going to say, how generic is that? They're rolling their eyes at it. They're, you know, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some travel snobs out there that are going to be like, oh, Disney World. And turn their but nose at the it. But way, I mean, the way we did Disney um, on our most recent vacation is why it's our top it is why it's in our top five of places we've traveled to yeah because there is a way to do disney in a completely unique way that sets it apart from any vacation you've ever had yeah because i mean for our honeymoon we just went we spared no expense for our honeymoon yeah we spared no expense on on our honeymoon i mean now we're sparing the expense due to credit card debt but it was worth it in the interim (laughs) yeah i was gonna say and we're we're paying the price now but at the time but um worth it you know i mean typically when we go to walt disney world we're not really concerned with where we stay um 
because we, we're going to be in the parks. We want to be there first thing in the morning. We want to be there all day. Yeah, and- m- yeah, most trips when we go down there, we usually stay at one of the cheaper hotels like the All-Stars or something like that. Because, Which is still beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're still, they're still nice hotels, you know, and uh, uh, you know, even though Disney puts it as like, oh, they're the economy hotels. Like, for, for being economy hotels, like, they're still... It's a hell of a lot nicer than anything you're going to get outside of Disney property. Exactly. But, um... You know, this time around, we decided to kind of split the difference. Um, we couldn't really afford doing an entire week stay at the Contemporary Resort because that would be like six thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that was so, yeah, yeah. yeah I was saying, well, we spare no expense, but I mean, we spared some. Expense. Way, yeah, was, we we did spare some expense. Like for me, like the the Contemporary is like one of those like. Ever since I was a kid, like, and the first time I went down to Disney World, like, I always wanted to stay in that, partially because the monorail drives through there, and I just, I always thought that was, like, the coolest thing in the face of the earth, so when we were booking our honeymoon, we're like, why don't we, why don't we look into staying at the Contemporary for a night, and oh my god, the Contemporary is so nice. Amazing. Um, you know, I mean, just the fact that you can take a monorail from, like, walk out of your hotel room, get on a monorail, and just go immediately to the parks, like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up staying at Coronado Springs for the remainder of the trip. Yeah, which was also nice. So that, that it was under construction when we were there. It was, it was under construction, so you couldn't go into the large pool or the hot tub. But um, but absolutely beautiful. Like very um, very convenient, very easy to get to. The the landscape is just gorgeous. It has this whole like Mexican vibe and yeah. and southwestern and. And it's, you know, there's a bunch of cactus everywhere and, and beautiful fountains and mosaics and yeah. and just beautiful. But what I really love about Walt Disney World is, I mean, the dining options is amazing. Yeah. So um, one of the things we did while we were down there um, and and was also a wedding gift from my parents. Um, well, sort of. I <laughs> that, that they had, um anyway, we went to um Victoria and Alberts, which for those of you that don't know is a f- legitimate five-star restaurant um at Disney. And it is. It's at the Grand Floridian Resort Grand and Spa, Fl- yeah, which Floridian. is already the most opulent hotel on Disney property. Yeah, and it's a five star hotel, like legit, like run by, like top people best that know. Best. Yeah, yeah, like, like top rated, like, like very very limited seating they've got like a harpist in there playing it's very all playing disney songs for the most part she did pull out a, a couple of romantic ballads yeah i was gonna say uh she did um i think i remember her playing a uh, hallelujah i thought that was pretty yeah and that was beautiful but um what was really great about dining at victorian alberts was um like there's no windows in the entire restaurant like it is one thousand percent exclusive no one you like you're just you're there and it's an experience and um i mean you're treated like royalty i mean there's really no other way to say it and i think we had a 10 course meal um everything was designed to complement our palate i didn't realize i even had a palate before dining at victorian alberts yes yeah and like they're really flexible with like um 
like dietary restrictions. Yeah, dietary beliefs. restrictions or and preferences and stuff like that because like you you don't eat seafoods. Uh, so we told them that ahead of time. And they literally cut out like all the seafood and like gave you like all these like crazy like alternates and stuff like that. Me, I love seafood, so I left all the seafood in. Yeah, and and the food is just amazing. Everything is in very small portions. Yeah. Um. Which makes sense because you're having a ten course meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not getting ten huge portions. Yeah, it's not like you're getting like a but, basket but, of chicken fingers. But at, but at the end of it, you, you you get nice and filled up too. Yeah, and it's just a really amazing experience. And um, my personal, I mean, that was your favorite, but my personal favorite is California Grill at the Contemporary. Mm. Like you just, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I just knew that you could watch the fireworks from the observation deck. Um, but I didn't realize that when you walk into that restaurant, you, it's just nothing but glass windows and you can oversee Cinderella's castle and the majority of Magic Kingdom. And, and I mean, just imagine eating your steak dinner and looking over and there's Cinderella's castle and you have a bird's eye view and then coming back for fireworks and being able to have like this amazing, beautiful view that no one else has. It's just it's just great. And, like, that's what I really like about Disney because it caters to what you want out of a vacation. We've had we've had many trips down there where we are trying to pack in, you know, so much in so little time that we're just go, go, go. And we've never really had a um, super relaxing visit down there. <laughs> um, but we just tried a bunch of – we just did everything that we wanted, whether it was dining experiences or – doing Mickey's not so scary Halloween party which is going to be featured in a later episode. Yeah. Um you know just being able and the thing that I really love about Disney is when you go in there and you're taking your time there's so much that you are noticing and so much more that you can appreciate. Because most often you go in there you're trying to be you know you're trying to beat there was 600 people to, you know, splash mountain and, and ride stuff. And that's fine. That's how it should be. But, um, you know, that vacation was really top of the line in regards to dining experiences and, and convenience and and um, just it, luxury. Yeah. Yeah. We like, had massages, which were amazing. Oh, my God, the massages. 80 minute massages. All of the Grand Floridian. I've we met, apparently love the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Yeah. The Grand Floridian is amazing and those massages were just like i have never felt so relaxed after something it was we did i think it was like an 80 minute massage an 80 minute massage i fell asleep so i don't even remember the last 40 minutes of it yeah and it's just like like very calming they play relaxing music like the room's dimly lit um i think we 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 had hot stones at it for our massages we did so that like not only are they really, really like working the kinks out and stuff like that, but like they're they're massaging with these like hot stones and stuff like that, and it was just. So, what would you say was your top favorite thing about that Disney vacation? Ooh, top favorite thing about that Disney vacation. That's a tough one. That that is a tough one. Um, I don't know if I'd rank it as my top. But um, checking out Toy Story Land was pretty cool in Hollywood Studios. Toy Story Land was incredible. Like like how they did that whole area to look like Andy's backyard. Yeah, it just goes to show the magic of Disney. Yeah, like it like really makes it like they really did a nice job of like transporting it like 
making you feel like you shrunk down to the size of a toy and there's you know there's woody and buzz and like they've got like the, the army men like walking through and yeah and like interacting with guests and and stuff yeah, like that you see, which is like cool. you see all this like really tall grass and you see like the fence and stuff like that like it was it was really neat like they they really disney really knows how to like transport you into like a place to make you really feel like you're like part of the movie they do um I don't know. I would say my favorite thing about that trip um, was just the availability to do something different. There's like so many like I I mean, I've been to Disney World over 20 times personally, and every single trip is always the same. And um, which is great. I mean, zero complaints about it. But this was the first time that I really got to try different cuisines out and um not be on a schedule um just being able to be where I wanted when I wanted and 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 Disney really catered to that if I wanted yeah. to relax they were able to provide that if I wanted thrill rides they provided that and yeah. um it was just a unique experience unlike any other Disney trip I've been on which leads us to number 1 which is the Bahamas which we ended up taking a Disney cruise to so, because yeah, we th- love th- Disney. <laughs> yeah, this th- this was part two of the honeymoon. Um, we literally went straight from Coronado Springs um, in Disney World and went straight to, to Cape the cruise. Cape Canaveral and went straight to the cruise. Yep, went straight to the cruise. Which, um, the cruise itself... Um, I th- the cruise itself is amazing. I yeah. mean, it's, it's Disney on a ship. I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truthfully... Us personally, we didn't we didn't take full advantage of what they had to offer on the ship because we were really kind of too exhausted by the time the honeymoon was over. We had spent a week in Disney, which is exhausting. Yeah. After you yeah. know dealing with the you know stress of last minute stuff of a wedding and how chaotic that was, so we were just both mentally and physically exhausted um, by the time we got, by the time we got on the cruise. So we didn't really enjoy any of the amenities on the cruise. Um, but we did excursions and the day one excursion was, um, in Nassau, Bahamas, which was amazing. I mean, um, I've been to the Bahamas before already, so it's, I mean, the weather, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they take you to all the touristy areas. So you're passing by Atlantis Hotel, which is even more picturesque in person than it is on any commercial that you'll ever see. Yeah, we went, um, to, we went to Blue Lagoon. Which was... We did. We went to Blue Lagoon Island um, where we had a excursion to meet a sea lion. Yeah. Which was so cool. And, um, you know, got to Blue Lagoon Island. You have to take this, you know, this quaint little ship it's about a 30 minute um ride i guess (laughs) i guess yeah and um you're just in the middle you're just in the middle of the ocean and the water is just blue like you can just see all the way down to the bottom of it and um it's really really gorgeous water yeah like you just feel instantly relaxed and then you get to blue lagoon island and it's this it's this secluded little island and um you know, we, we met with the sea lion, which, you know, we got to, you know, like hug and kiss and play with the sea lion and feed it fish and, yeah, and you know, be in the water with it, which was really cool. Because, I mean, how often do you get to meet a sea lion? Yeah. Um, his name was Jack. 
and he was awesome. That's right. I couldn't remember the sea lion's name. Um, and but you can do all different encounters. They had like um, stingrays. They had dolphins. So they had a whole a whole slew yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and then they also have like a beach and stuff there too that you can like go and, and grab like a, like a tube and go float in the water. Or you can go swim or like you know, they got like, like paddle boards and like just yeah. Yeah, they have a whole lot of different options for you to, you know, even if you don't do one of the actual like, excursion excursions, like, there's there's still plenty of stuff over there to do. Yeah, so we ended up, after we met with Jack the Sea Lion, we ended up going over and just grabbing a tube and just floating in the water. Like, you're not scared of, you know, there being jellyfish or sharks or anything like that. I mean... You know, it's a excursion that is affiliated with Disney. So, I mean, yeah. they got all that taken care of. Yeah, yeah. So but, they, um, I think they've got, like, nets up around the area to keep a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, like, they got there. nets and stuff like that. And, and um, it, it's just just relaxing and, and beautiful and picturesque. And, and you're just looking at the entire Pacific Ocean. And it's just so calm and tranquil and palm trees everywhere and island music and yeah. it's just if you show up in that spot you instantly lose any kind of stress that you may have been carrying for whatever reason yeah like just absolutely beautiful yeah make sure you wear sunscreen though because make sure you wear sunscreen yeah which is an because, obvious thing for yeah most it's people. A, yeah it's a, yeah you're right it's an obvious thing for most people um yeah we mm, forgot to put sunscreen on yeah so um blistered like nobody's business yeah so <laughs> the 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 next day you know i i mean me me with my little gut that i got going on i end up looking like the kool-aid man because i'm just beat red just like oh yeah you know? <laughs> but, um but yeah. outside of that if you're a normal functioning human being of society who puts sunscreen on then you'll be fine yeah just we weren't those people because we forgot but um, the next day, still in the Bahamas, we went yeah. to Disney's private island, which is called Castaway Key. Castaway Key. Yeah. Can't say it. Yeah, Castaway Key. And um, I, I just gorgeous. If yeah. you go um snorkeling in the water, they you can overlook all these different sand castles and and Disney characters and. Like, there's just this whole other... Yeah, we, we got to feed and swim with stingrays, too. That was awesome. We did. One of the things that we did was snorkeling with, um, I think it was 70 sw- uh, stingrays? Yep. It was um, 65 females and one male, I think it was. Yeah. And, um, and the I male mean, was the littlest one. I don't think we saw the male, but we saw a bunch of the females. Apparently, the male was scared of all the of all the other females, because um, he was the smallest one. But yeah, he's, he was like the run of the litter. Or something. They are huge. I mean, you're just looking down and you're in the water and you're just kind of, it's just calm. Like you would yeah. think that just being under the water with like an animal that can kill you would be nerve wracking. But I mean, they have their stingers removed. But in general, yeah. a stingray can can kill you. Yeah. Um. You know, or even just being in the water, just period, would be a little nerve-wracking and stressful. And it's the calmest I think I've ever been outside of that 80-minute massage. Oh, yeah. Because there's just something about being under the water and looking down and all of a sudden there is this giant stingray that's, like, the size of you, just floating gracefully underneath of you. Yeah. Like, and it just, like, you're, it just coexists with you. And, um... Yeah, that was just amazing. And yeah. then, you know, we just hung out in the water and, and grabbed a tube and just kind of 
rested and, and swam and you know spent the rest of the you know spent the rest of the day on the islands just yeah. getting even more sunburned <laughs> getting even more sunburned um you know we did go kayaking for a little bit oh yeah um i think in the kayaking thing though they did give warnings of sharks I don't remember that. I think they did. Like, I, it wasn't an area that was closed off. It was like the actual. No, it was because we we swam. We 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 did, went along the wall there and stuff like that. I don't remember. I I feel like I do remember there being some sort of warning. I don't think it was sharks though. Might not be sharks. I had to look into that for when we do our breakdown of Castaway Key. Um, but I mean, we didn't see any sharks, which was a positive. Yeah. Although I wouldn't mind seeing Bruce from Finding Nemo because mm-hmm. fish are friends, not food. Official friends. Official friends, not food. But, um, yeah, just absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, the, the swimming with stingrays was really just incredible. And some, and what I really loved about that trip was that experience of like actually being that close to other marine life actually gave me an, like, I actually realized I have an interest in that. And would be something I would do again in a heartbeat and with all types of animals with all types of animals I mean not like a great white I mean I'm not gonna be like hey like I want to go in the water with like jaws but you know like other harmless level marine life starting out I would really like to do because it was just it was just incredible and it makes you have a an appreciation for something you don't really get to run into you know what i mean like i had always kind of carried this prejudice of you know sea animals you know what i mean like they're dangerous and and they are i mean you can't go up and like hug one yeah but you realize that they're not out to hurt you they're just they're living and and just being able to be that up close and personal with them i just really loved and I think what I like about, you know, this whole top five countdown we're doing is it's making me realize these things that really put me outside of my comfort zone. Like, that's really why I love these trips. I mean, staying at a haunted hotel in Salem, that's something I would have never done before. Oh, yeah. And did so willingly. Went into it knowing it was a haunted hotel just to be able to have that experience and say we did it. Um you know, snorkeling with stingrays. Never thought I was gonna do that. And I me did that either. in the Bahamas and zip lining in vegas never thought that that would happen and you know dining at the world like one of the world's like top restaurants in disney i mean it's an experience that i never put on my bucket list and and even just traveling to oregon even though well we did take a tram over the city that was cool which is extremely terrifying and awesome all in one yeah because you're just taking, like, a train across the city just on a wire. Like, again, Portland. Like, just cool. Just a cool, weird yeah. place. Um, but even just traveling to, like, the West Coast, which is something I never... I never had an interest in any of that. It yeah. was always... I love Florida, and I love New York, and, you know, um, when I want to travel to Paris. And, like, those were kind of the only places I really wanted to travel to. And, and I ended up, you know, going to some place on the West Coast, which was a brand new experience and realizing that I really loved it there. And that's kind of what's so amazing about these five trips that we had. It opened me up to experiences that I didn't realize I always wanted. And that's, 
that's kind of where we're at. It, it helps develop our love for traveling, even if it's just going to the next state over. Guess what? Your next state over has something incredible to see. So why yeah. not go see it? Yeah, no, and, and 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 I agree with that. I mean, it's just like you know, f- f- for me, it's it, it's more not only the like doing something outside of my comfort zone. It's just all the new experiences that you get that we get from like going to all these different places. I mean, you know, even as something as like mundane as like, Hey, let's check out the local coffee shop, like still ends up being like a really neat experience. Absolutely. Because you're visiting, you know, if you're visiting a a coffee shop you've never been to, you're seeing someone's dream come to fruition. Yeah. I mean, next time you go to a, a local coffee shop, just really take a look at what that environment is like. You're seeing someone's personality shine through, and that's what's so great about just traveling, period. It doesn't even matter if you're doing something, you know, fun, like going to Walt Disney World and, and you know, screaming your head off on Space Mountain. Like, it doesn't have to be a definition of, oh, we got to do X, Y, and Z activities. Yeah. It's just about being someplace and, and meeting people and gaining new experiences. That's what it's all about. And... I I agree with that one hundred percent. I I got nothing to add to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, you really nailed it on the on on the head with with all of that. Well, I am a writer. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, whatever, man. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but um, I'm just a lowly TV producer. That's yes, all. just a lowly TV producer and digital marketer. But um. Yeah, that I mean that kind of wraps it up. Our top five places. Um, I believe our next episode will be um, breaking down Portland. Yeah, and talking about places to eat and the best foods and Chinese garden and of course voodoo donuts. Of course, voodoo donuts. And so stay donuts. tuned because that's going to be a really fun blog. Uh, that's going to be a really fun podcast, and we're going to do a matching blog with certain photos. That way, you can actually get to see what. Um, these places look like and and you know our terrified expressions standing by a tram up in the sky (laughs) yeah now um do do we have any social media set up we do if you want to follow us on instagram at traveling clements um we also are um creating a website which um right now is traveling clements dot blog I have to fix that because it's dot blog dot something. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 website the, we- the website's website a work in progress. Coming. We'll get we'll get a we'll get a proper address for it and and all that stuff. But in, the in um, um you know follow us on Instagram at uh, traveling Clements and we will post photos from our um, top five countdown as well as uh, next week's episode, which will feature our favorite moments in Portland and what you should do if you're ever visiting. All right. Sounds good to me. And until next time, we'll see you then. See you then.